Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Although things are going to change next year, we're going to move across the street. There are a few things with the New York Yankees that never change. That's pride, it's tradition, and most of all, we have the greatest fans in the world. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, sir. Right back at it on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, man. Just taking calls, talking sports on the greatest sports talk radio station in the world. If you haven't heard, my OG, Steve Summers, back on the fan tonight at 8. Did you guys hear about that or no? I feel like they didn't scream that from the rooftops loud enough. But yeah, Steve is uh, back in the fold. When did I talk to Steve? I called Steve, I think, a week or two ago, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, what I really want to do is a night, which it wouldn't be a Saturday, um, but I want to do a night where it's both Steve and I in studio hosting, talking to fans, taking calls. Uh, and he said he's down, so hopefully that can happen. But I'm excited for him to be back on. He'll get four hours, I believe, from 8 to 12 to do his thing. Got a ton of respect for that man, uh, his approach. He's one of one. When you hear me talk about theater of mind, you know, theater of the mind, radio, he's he's the best at uh, putting together his opens and his sounds. And uh, obviously his voice is one of one. So Steve Summers back on the fan this Saturday, today. Uh, it's tonight, Saturday, September 23rd. I believe he starts at 8 p.m. And then, I mean, with the Yankees most likely being postponed, we're just kind of assuming that right at this point that with the storm coming, the Yankees aren't going to play. Uh, we'll see what happens with the airwaves um, through that. I don't know. You might get some rain delay theater with Ricky Ricardo. Um, I don't know. Let me check the schedule. Who else is filling in, man? It's interesting. We have had so many different people like fill in between my paternity leave, uh, the change in the lineup, 
now it's been, if you could believe it, I, I think it's been two months. Yeah, it's been two months. The new lineup started July 24th. Tomorrow is September 24th. So it's already been two months with BT and Sal, Evan and Tiki, and C-Mac doing the overnights. Uh, what I was saying is we've had so many people fill in. I feel like there was like 20 different people this year that either got a shift at night or on the weekend to fill in. And now I think they've trimmed that list down. Now, some of those people are working on the network side. Some of those people you don't hear at all. But for the most part, it's like we're locked in here. Uh, obviously, the warm-up show with Al and Jerry, Boomer and Geo in the morning. Sal and, uh, or BT and Sal in the midday. Evan and Tiki in the afternoon. Myself at night and C-Mac in the overnight. 877-337-6666. Call me up and tell me how you like it. If it's not for you, let me know. Just kidding. <laughs> or you can. It is what it is. You know, as we talk all the time about the internet and Twitter, um, which we're instructed to, to do less of that because it's not an accurate representation it really isn't like if you if you look at twitter uh wfan sucks and all of us are terrible and uh we're all unlistenable but you know the same people know everything that goes on on the fan everything that's said on the fan so somebody's still listening um uh, what i'll say man for me especially these last two nights that i had off and then even the two months that i had off for my paternity leave I'm just proud. I'm proud that I've made it to WFAN and didn't, you know, ruin it. Um, let me knock on wood before I speak too soon. Didn't make any mistakes to get booted off the air. I made it through the skepticism and uh, I guess the haters or the people that, you know, thought that I wouldn't be able to pull it off. And what I tell you guys from the beginning, man, they're like, oh, you got to replace Steve Summers. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, no one can replace Steve Summers. I remember the first thing Gio asked me is, like, oh, you got big shoes to fill. What do you do, plan on doing to replace Steve Summers? I'm like, I don't think you can approach it like that. I'm not trying to fill Steve's shoes. I can't. So, like, me mentally knowing that, like, I'm not replacing Steve Summers. What I'm doing is coming into WFAN as myself with my own brand, my own style, my own sports knowledge, my own fandom, and hoping that that sticks hoping that that catches, and I believe it has. I believe there are some people that are specifically fans of me. I've definitely brought in some fans from the internet, from podcasts, YouTube, wherever people knew of me, to now listening to WFAN. And I believe that there are also people that listen to WFAN that might have been skeptical in the beginning and gave me an opportunity to prove myself, and I have. And I'm just, I'm just thankful to be a part of this. I'm thankful to be in the rotation. I'm thankful to be on the team. Because I didn't, I didn't put in the 10 years behind the scenes at WFAN interning or board opping or doing overnight shifts. I've never done an overnight shift. I don't know how to board op. I, don't, I, I never had to go get Mike Francesa's Coke or Craig Carton's food from downstairs or anything like that. Like I'm blessed that uh, the noise that I made in the, in the 10 to 11 years from graduating um, and working in the city and going to Barclays Center, going to Yankee Stadium, going to MetLife, going to games and stuff like that, I, I was uh, given an opportunity and a chance, and I think that I, I did well enough with that opportunity and that chance to stay. And now I just want to build off that for years. Like, you know, in, in radio, if you just you do a year or two, it's like it never happened. 
the icons in New York radio, the people that have carved out a name for themselves in radio, this platform that is changing and evolving, literally this time next year, 98.7 will not be ESPN Sports Radio. Like, they're giving up on that. August 31st, uh, August 31st of 2024 will be the last day that you can turn to 98.7 and hear ESPN Sports Talk Radio in New York. They'll exist elsewhere. They'll exist on the AM dial. But, like, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a win for us. That's a celebration. I don't know if I'm even supposed to really be talking about them as a competitor and about the situation, but I'm like, man, like, <laughs> I'm on WFN. WFN is not going anywhere. No matter what anyone says, there's, it's not going anywhere. But at the end of next summer, when we roll into football season, September of the 2024 football season, you won't be able to hear sports talk on 98.7. You'll still be able to hear it right here, and I think that's incredible. And I feel blessed and thankful to be one of the hosts on this radio station. Uh, change is constant. When I came in, you know, Moose was my guy because he's a Yankee guy. I thought, it, you know, he had a good knowledge of, of football, basketball, baseball, hockey. I just, uh, I liked Moose's rants and how he would, you know, tighten up callers. And I got to physically meet Moose. I didn't get to meet some of the other guys at WFAN. I still have the keychain on my keys that I got when WFAN came to the MLB Fan Cave in 2014. And I got to meet Moose. And when I came into WFAN, Moose had me on his show as a new guy, a young gun, uh, Moose and Maggie. And I was on his show. And then I think without like even like a week passing, they moved them out. BT and Sal come from down the hallway doing Tiki and Tierney nationally on CBS radio. Boom, they're in the midday. And fast forward two years later, not even a full two years later. Craig leaves. So with Craig's movement, that changed three different shows at WFAN. BT and Sal. Tiki goes to join Evan. C-Mac leaves the afternoon. He takes the overnight. I mean, and even when I came in before that, there was change because, you know, Sal and I were put on the same uh, New York Post article. And uh, there was a lot of talk about me. It was WFAN tabs, relatively unknown podcaster to take over for Steve Summers. I'm like, <laughs> I wish they didn't write it up like that, but change is constant. I think there's a lot of talent here at WFAN. Whoever you like, you like. Whoever you don't like, you don't like. But it's the radio, right? It's on all day, every day. It's supposed to sound different every couple hours. It's not supposed to be the same takes, same fandom. We need diversity in people. We need diversity in thought. This is New York City, the most diverse place. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, before I get off tonight after – uh, being off the last two nights and just listening to the station and, and thinking about my space and my position. Man, my life has changed for the better since I got on WFAN, and I, I thank you guys for that. I thank you guys for listening to my show and calling my show. So let's get back Let's get back to the phones. Let's get back to the calls. Just wanted to get my little, uh, you know, two cents in on, you know, the changing landscape. And um, I don't know, if, if you don't get gratitude out of me, <laughs> If you don't get the fact that, like, I'm just blessed and thankful to be here for me, like, that's the first thing. So, you know, back to the rest of the stuff, the sports and the talk and the calls. Let's go to Charlie in Elmwood Park on the fan. What's up, Charles? Hey, how you doing? I'm a big fan of yours. You've done a great job replacing Steve Summers. Thank you, sir. Steve is back in a, a few hours later tonight, and that's my guy. Steve has been great. No one has replaced him in a... I like the fact that, you know, Beningo retires, but he's still back. 
Steve retires, but he's still back. Like these guys aren't working here full time, but they're legends. They're icons. They deserve, uh, you know, to come back and 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 rock the mic when they when they can. I listened to Beningo in high school. He put me to sleep. Yeah, he was he was the overnight guy. You know, when I drove Lyft Uber, I listened to him and Evan a ton. I want to talk to you about Stanton. I think Stanton might have done PEDs down in Miami before. I don't know if you, what you think of that. Since yeah, that, you know, rotting away. who knows, man. That year, he was a, a baseball god. I went down there to Miami to see him that final weekend thinking he was going to get to 60, 61. Like, I didn't know. Uh, he got stuck at 59. He had so much pop in his bat. He used to be really athletic, which is crazy, right? This guy was a football, basketball, baseball player coming out of high school and chose baseball because of the love of the game with his dad and whatnot. Now he can't even run. Can't even run. And the Yankees, of course, end up the ones taking on that contract, which whenever you hear me talk about that contract, I speak on how the the folks at – the Miami Marlins that put that contract together, they got out of baseball after that. They don't make any more contracts like that. And the Yankees took that on thinking they were getting a steal, just had to trade uh, Starlin Castro and a couple other pieces to get the NL MVP. It was a redundant move. You already had Judge. It wasn't like it was fitting a need. You just wanted to have the evil empire move after getting the Game 7 of the 2017 ALCS. And it's hurting him. It's hurt. It's hurt. It's hurt them the last couple years. He's hurt every single year. That's a lot of money. They've passed on guys like Manny Machado. They've passed on guys like Bryce Harper because they chose John Carlos Stan in a trade. Um, we'll see what they're they're able to do with his contract. I just think he's here. I think I think he's here. He's gonna play. They got to try and you know work on his legs and his running. But that's your DH. It is what it is. It's it's, it's a sad sight to see. I tell you. And then I wanted to mention to you, I'm a Colorado alumni, and I'm, I'm happy to hear you hopping on the Deion Sanders hype, hype train wagon. Awesome. I mean, congrats to you and everyone you went to school with out there. I spoke a little bit earlier in the week about in 2021, I went to the All-Star game in Denver, and when the game was over, uh, I stayed out there with my wife because my, my wife and I got married, and then we had our our, our you know, wedding on july 10th and uh the all-star game was july like 12th or 13th so i mean i end up taking my wife on a honeymoon to puerto rico but like immediately after our wedding i'm like nah babe i gotta be at the all-star game like i'm like a baseball influencer this is before i was on the radio and so you know she like i said my, my wife knows the deal she she literally took me to yankee stadium for the first time but you know she's like all right if we go to the um, baseball stuff. Can we at least go like explore Colorado after? I'm like, yeah, let's go to Golden Bear and let's go to Boulder. And so I went out to Boulder to see the football field. I snuck up. Um, it was like champion something. I like snuck on campus and like got some pictures oh, yeah. and uh, we went out to eat out there and I loved it. I was like, man, this is a, a awesome place to go to school. Little did I know, fast forward two years, Deion Sanders would turn it into the epicenter for everything College football, sports, and entertainment. The Rock out there, Pat McAfee out there, Little Wayne performing out there. It's incredible. Incredible, yeah. I mean, I was out there right when this big scandal broke, and the team was—they were decent, but the scandal, a big scandal, broke, and they were ever since that scandal, they were never the same. Yeah, couldn't get recruits, yeah, couldn't get the, the players to come see. there, and now Dion 
has everybody wanting to play there and everyone in entertainment wanting to see what he's doing at Colorado. I love it. I hope they knock off Oregon. I think I'm going to bet them to beat Oregon, even without Travis Hunter. I just think they, they, they've they they've got it, man. They, they're doing something we've never seen before. You know, and Dion, I tell you, all Yankee fans should go and look at Dion's inside the park home run on the same night that Bo Jackson hit four homers in the yep. old stadium back in 1990 when no fans were at the stadium. Yep. 21. Dion was on those teams. Yeah, 21. We're in 21. He came up with the Yankees, and people forget that. Like, this guy is a freak of nature. He was a All-American football player, ran track, played baseball, probably could have played basketball if he wanted. He was just that much more gifted than every other athlete. He was just faster and just was a different breed, man. And he's still doing He's still a different type of human being just in general, not just athlete. He's super motivational. I love his 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 faith in God and how he's not afraid to share it uh, and what he does for these kids. He's touched so many kids' lives, and he's done it at the high school level, the college level. And he went from the HBCU to Colorado, and some people gave him slack for that, but I didn't mind it at all. I wanted to see him take the next step. And I hope he kind of you know grows roots at Colorado. I hope he doesn't go to the NFL or leave for a bigger school. I hope he like you know keeps them on the map. Uh, I think he'll stay there a few years, maybe go to a bigger program like Florida State is. Florida State didn't want him. That's his alma mater. That's a, that's where yeah. he wanted to go. They didn't want him. Yeah, yeah. Their loss, even though Florida State looks pretty good this year. Okay. Charlie, thank you for the call, bro. Go Buffs. I mean, everybody knows what's going on with Deion Sanders in Colorado. Former players out there, NFL players out there. Like I said, how crazy was that? Last Saturday, I'm sitting in the house watching College Game Day. Everyone is out there. They're doing College Game Day out there. Pat McAfee show out there. Fox is out there. Lil Wayne is performing. Uh, the Rock goes out there to do McAfee. And then in turn ends up doing WWE in Denver at, I think, Ball Arena, <laughs> where the Nuggets play. Like it, it's, it's crazy what Deion Sanders was able to do in a year. In a program where they didn't have the money to afford them, the the, Buff, the Buffaloes were one and eleven last year. They didn't have the money, and their AD took a chance. He said, "We'll have it." He knew the prime effect. They're printing money now. Everybody wants to go see a game out there. Everybody's buying their merch now. Everybody's talking about Colorado now. Their social media is blown up. I've started following their social media as soon as Dion said he was going there. I'm like, I'm rocking with them. Why not? You love to see it. 877-337-6666. We're talking sports on the fan. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Dan is out in Rockland County. Go for it, Dan. You got it. Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Just to uh, touch on how you started the segment, I, I've been away for a couple of years, but uh, I drive around lots late at night on the way home from gigs, and I've always uh, really enjoyed listening to the fan and <clears throat> not music because I spend the whole night that way. Uh, so you're new to me, but I really, I really appreciate your show in the short time I've been back. So, oh, thanks, man. I, like I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for you guys. Like I'm at work. Like so, when I hear people like are are driving late, whether they come from a gig or like you know, I'm guessing like you, you, uh, you have like events or stuff that you got to be at. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Friday nights are rough. Friday nights are are tough. Everybody else is done working, and I got to report to work at nine. But what 
like gets me up out of the house and to drive in and to prepare for the show is knowing that there are Lyft Uber drivers that listen. There are people that work overnight shifts on Friday nights too, and you know they're looking forward to hearing my show. That's all the motivation I need. Indeed, man, we need it for sure. So what you got so, for us? Um, so I also, I, you're you're a new a new dad. I, I heard you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. My boy is five months, for- going on six, and like I said, you know, I just know I'm a dad now because. I never missed Friday nights. I used to go to every single Friday night game at the stadium before the fan and even last year when I was on the fan. But, you know, tonight it was like I went grocery shopping. We needed to get formula for the baby. We needed to get a couple little things for the weekend with the storm. And uh, he was crying because he's teething, so he's been fussing a lot. And, um, you know, I had the choice. Go to the game and leave my wife with my son. And my wife's like, I got to bathe him tonight. And I'm like, I know you need an extra hand. I'm going to, you know, listen to John and Susan call the game and, and be a family man. And I didn't regret it because the results that we got, I'm superstitious. I'm like, if I would have went to the game, they lose that game. <laughs> I, did, I did not, I did not, uh, I did not, you know, regret the decision because judge it three home runs and they won and they almost shut them out. And, and that was a good vibe for the last night game at Yankee Stadium this year. I mean, just free and loose they are now, you know. Right. Like, hey, what and are you playing for? Plan to be spoilers. And if they're going to pitch the judge, judge is going to hit the ball out of the park. And every time they pitch to him, it's, it's amazing. Like, yeah, he went four he for walked, four, three homers and a double. And it's park, like, man. why why pitch to Aaron Judge when you're still in the postseason hunt? Like, the Yankees are I, out. I don't understand. <laughs> you yeah. need these games. That's reckless. It's crazy. Yeah. So, on the Yanks, I, I just. Again, I've been a little out of touch lately, but I was never really a big Boone fan. I, I have to, I've been saying not to play Monday morning quarterback for, for most of the season. I think he's on his way out, and I think it's time for them to have a change anyway. Um, but I think something that, that seems to be missed or glazed over when everybody talks about Boone and, you know, yes, you can only manage the hand you're dealt with, and I understand all that. Um, I don't agree with the way he manages the pitching staff a lot of times, but all that said, in this day of analytics and, uh, you know, basically GMs being – or uh, managers being kind of it's, – it's a puppet master game with, yep. with all the information. But that leaves them with one core job, in my opinion, which is to take the pieces that you have and figure out a way to gel that team and make them play for you. And he's been just unable to do that with, in, you know, not – the cream of the crop talent, but not no talent on this team. And and to touch on what you said about Stanton before, I honestly think he's like the poison pill on this current Yankee roster. And and I'm, I'm I I never was happy about having him in the first place, but now I'm just really yeah, we didn't have a choice. I got into a back and forth online with someone, but they're like, oh, you guys want to blame Cashman for this? But we all loved the move at the time. I'm like, speak for yourself. It was a redundant yeah. move. It was out of nowhere. I literally went to Miami. I think Hurricane Sandy might have hit. I I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico, and I pivoted to go to Miami. And the real reason I went to Miami, my wife wanted to go to Miami, but I wanted to go (laughs) and see John Carlos Stanton potentially uh, make history with hitting 60 homers. So we went down there, and I went to Marlins Park, you know, two out of those three games. I went there with a Derek Jeter jersey on. Jeter was the owner. I'm not thinking for one second this guy's going to be on my team next year. Not for one Never. second did it cross my mind as I'm in Marlins Park that he's going to be a Yankee next year. Wasn't a guy that you thought we needed. 
even if it could no. happen. Yeah, and it happened, and here we are. Fast forward all these years later. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the guy. Stuck. We're stuck with him. I mean, yeah, they're stuck with him. Got to pay like, him, and it's one of the worst contracts in baseball. And this is a player that cannot even sprint. You can't really put him in the outfield. He's a liability. And when you put him at DH, he clogs up the DH because he's he's gonna go cold. He's gonna have exactly nights where he's got a golden sombrero. He's gonna have streaks where he can't hit a home run or he can't do anything but hit one home run a week and his batting average is under two hundred. It's one eighty seven. I mean it's insane. And then so my other issue with that too is that, you know, Judge now we have this big long contract with Judge who is he was an animal, obviously. But Judge is a big man. And that body is not going to – he's going to wear down. He's going to have difficulties, and he's going to need to be the old DH. And now you got Stanton clogging up that spot. So what do you – you know, when I Judge can't Judge, field all the time – I think you know, Judge is a little bit different. Judge, Judge's injuries are playing hard injuries, running into the wall, sliding, hit by pitch. Judge had an oblique – but he changed his swing, so I don't know if he'll ever have that oblique injury he had again. But he had a, a you know hit by pitch in the on the wrist. He had a a, a rib injury diving for a, a fly ball. He had the foot, the toe, running into the fence. Stanton always has a hamstring, a calf, a quad, soft tissue injuries. I don't yeah, wow. I don't I don't foresee Judge having those. And uh, I think you know since it's a little later in just technology and medicine, like. Judge Judge can afford to have a full on like chef that cooks for him, uh, someone that he trains with. I know he probably already does. I think Judge will be better uh, than Stanton will be. I just expect him oh, to be I, available I to, and not be totally. like the way Stanton swings. Judge is never swinging like that. <laughs> the way that that Dude. like that that Stanton just like sometimes swings at the ball like he's swinging a a fly like swatter or something. I don't even know what it is, bro. No, like an act. Yeah, like just chopping at the ball. That's never gonna be Judge. Ju- that ju- that swing, swing that Judge has. Amazing yeah, right he's now. perfected it. And if they throw it yeah. in the zone, he's strong enough that if it gets hit, it's going out. I'm not so worried about Judge, but they do got to figure out Stanton. Um, whether they eat some money, whether they trade him, and uh, I don't know. He's not gonna agree to be traded anywhere. He's in New York. He's a millionaire, multi-millionaire in New York City. Man, he's walking out with Drake uh, at, at you MSG. Think he's getting sick of- you think he's gonna get? He's gonna maybe wear down from the abuse though, because like you know. No, I, I mean, think he's if built New York's for a it. Tough spot to suck. Nah, he. You don't want to suck. In he New got York. booed right away. He got booed right away, and he's always been accountable. He's always said the right things. He just came out this week and said he he's been terrible. But if you guys think I'm showing up here and not putting in the work, you're crazy. We saw a video come out that he's been working with Sean Casey, and I actually wanted to shout out Sean Casey because once he did get working, improvement was noted with a few different guys. And I think there's numbers now to line up to say that the Yankees were better in the second half with Sean Casey. He's kind of been the forgotten man in all this. But this was supposed yeah. to be Sean Casey just to the end of the year. They may consider bringing him back. Um, but, yeah, I don't know about Stan. He's just here. I think he's at least here for the next two, three years. You think uh, You think Boone is gone? I mean, I, I'm surprised no. they haven't let him go already. No, no. I uh, so I used to work with the guys over at John Boy Media and I listened to Talking Yanks only for the episodes that Boone is on. And I think it was during the nine-game losing streak that Boone showed up and did an in-office podcast with them. 
Like, that takes a lot of balls. You got to be it does. pretty comfortable in your own skin and in your position to go show up and do the number one Yankee podcast for fans and take these hardball questions from Jimmy and Jake with your team losing like that. I think I think once he had the meeting about the Yankees' future with Hal and with Brian Cashman, he knew he was safe, and I think he knows he's safe. They're not going to fire him. He's going to finish out his contract. And this is a one-off for everyone. I think they look at this as there were too many injuries, too many mismanaged injuries, too many close games that we couldn't win. And uh, we're just going to act like this year never happened, come back next year and try and bounce back. And not too many people are going to, you know, their heads aren't going to roll off of this one year. Not too many heads are going to roll off of this one down year. Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable, too. Man, that game the other night with King pitching, like, I mean. <laughs> that's what you get, 13 strikeouts. They're not something together to, to support this guy with 13 strikeouts. And one yeah, it sucks against the Blue Jays. Eight. I mean, like, damn. You hook a brother up, like. Yeah, just you know, that's how it goes with the Yankees, man. Uh, especially this year, I remember saying three is the magic number. They could not score more than three runs in so many games this year, and that was the difference in them being a wild card team and missing the postseason. Those close games, yeah. those games you got walked off where you had the lead. Uh, it, it was a super frustrating year. I'm not gonna hold you. I, I'm super disappointed about this year, but I'm over it. Uh, but there are times yeah. where I think about this season and selfishly for my own life, uh, being on WFAN, having this much access to the Yankees, I'm like, I cannot believe that this year actually happened this year. But maybe it was, everything, you know, happens for a reason. And next year they do bounce back and get to the World Series. Maybe it's just a rally cry, you know? Yeah, maybe it's just a reality check. You know, sometimes yeah. you got to hit rock bottom. And this year the Yankees found rock bottom 30 different for times. Sure. But the ultimate rock bottom is watching everybody else that you hate in the postseason, three teams from your division in the postseason, and it's going to be a reality check for the whole organization to come back better uh, when we go to spring training. Man, I hope you're right. Fingers crossed. Thank you for the call, Dan. 877-337-6666. Let's break right here. Uh, If you're on hold, stay on hold. I'll get to you. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's hit it right now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. People say I'm going to be sad to see Shea Stadium go, and I said I'm not, you know, I'm not at all. I think it has seen its day, and it is, it has some scars that are ready to go, and, and the new stadium is going to be terrific. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. 
This is uh, the last little stretch that I have here, so I'm not going to keep talking. I've said enough. Let's go right to the phone so we can get all of our calls in. Mark is in Seaford on the fan. Go for it, Mark. Hey, Keith, uh, you, you, you're leaving the fan? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I hope it didn't sound like that. What I was saying is, like, I was off for two days, and I got to reflect and think about it, and it brought me back to when I was off for my paternity leave, where I'm like, I'm just getting started, man, and uh, the the change here is constant. Steve Summers, who I quote-unquote replaced, which I didn't, um, he's back on tonight at 8 p.m., and obviously it's been now two months since we started the new shows. They started on July 24th. Tomorrow make it two months. So I was just talking about how many people have come in and out of here, uh, legends, and how much you know change is constant, and how I'm just thankful and happy to have a job being a radio host gotcha. specifically at WFAN. Like, you know, I don't take it for granted. Glad to hear it. Uh, my question is, do the Mets get rid of Buck this year? Is Buck going to be So, uh, but even before Francisco Lindor came out and, you know, gave his comments and endorsed Buck, my thought process with Buck Showalter was this. This guy, this is it for Buck. This guy was waiting in the wings for a little while. This guy was on Yes Network. We were watching Yankee games, and they would cut to his home during the pandemic, and he's home talking about what he saw. And uh, I always liked what Buck had to say about the game. What I've always said about Buck is that he sees the game and articulates it differently than anyone. Like, he saw little things and would point them out in the Yankees postgame. I'd be like, this guy knows baseball. He's done after uh, this. He's not. So if they if they cut him here, that's it. That's his last hurrah. Where's well, he going to go? I, I agree, but... Let me ask you a question. Would you think that if you got rid of Buck, can you bring in Girardi? What? You, that's what you want to do? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a Met fan, but listen, these are all Yankee guys. Listen, we had we we had Willie Randolph as a, a Met. You know, I loved Willie Randolph when he was coaching the Mets. I just think it's it doesn't look good on Joe Girardi that he had that Philadelphia Phillies job. No, that was ugly. It was and ugly then Rob Ryan. Thompson, who actually interviewed for Boone's job and didn't get it, but Rob Thompson, who was a Yankee a coach, great job. Yeah, you're right. You're as right. soon as Girardi gets out of the way, and Rob oh, Thompson my. lets those guys like put some in position, lets those like they get to the World Series, and who knows, they could get to the World Series again this year. Um, I don't know. I don't think Girardi is. The, the move, definitely not Buck from going. No, you're better off with Buck. You think so? But again, if they get rid of Buck, who are they bringing in? Somebody younger. Uh, or go ahead and, and push Carlos Beltran into that spot then. Oh, I'd love to see Beltran take Yeah, go ahead and, I, go ahead and do you. it. Because Beltran was supposed to be like, you know, if, if you're going to nah, move on from Buck. the guy, but the cheating. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, Alex Cora, Alex Cora has got his job right back with the Red Sox. Uh, A.J. Hinch has been the manager of the Detroit Tigers. Those guys, you know I always thought it was real messed up that he was a player during all of that. And he, like, got his, uh, he got his opportunity taken away. But the actual guys that were in charge got right back into being in charge of baseball teams again. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I agree 100%. I think Beltran should be the next manager of the Mets. Yeah. I, I mean, if, it, if you're going to push Buck out of the way, and maybe it's mutual. Maybe Buck is like, all right, I've had enough. You know, there's some different things that I've seen since I've been back for two years. But, you know, Lindor said, this is a guy that won 101 games last year. This season That's is true. not on Buck Showalter. It's not. This is not. This You can't. I don't think you can play play the game where you blame no, I, him I at all. I think it's on management. 
hundred percent. So I think Buck comes back next year, and you see what next year holds. This is his last hurrah. He's not going to get another manager gig. He's not going to start over somewhere no, else. No, hell no. Um, what, he's 70? Yeah, he, he's he's up there in age. I think he's like 67. Yeah. No, I got you. All right. Pleasure talking to you, brother. Thanks for the call, Mark. I know I just looked this up. Another show, Buck Show Walter's Age. Bingo, I was right, 67. That's why it was fresh in my head. For the Met fan, I don't think you need like everything is in place and all of these other spots you're going to be stronger next year Edwin Diaz will be back and I'm telling you I'm so certain that Steve Cohen like money how we look at money how like I look at money I'm trying to spend under a hundred dollars at ShopRite today like <laughs> Steve Cohen does not have those thoughts when he's shopping for players he's not he's not trying to stay under so like if David Stearns and Billy Epler are telling him this guy can help us. Let's go get him. They're getting him. And now you also have young kids on the way. And I think Buck Showalter is enough of a baseball guy, and he has enough respect from those baseball guys in the clubhouse. No need to move on from him. This is his last hurrah. Let him get another year at least. And if you know next year isn't what you want and uh, everything's in place and he manages the team into the ground or who knows, I, don't, I, just don't, I can't even say it because I don't think that's what's going to happen. Then Carlos Beltran is is around. He's he's ready to go. He'll be the guy. Claudio's ready to go out in Queens where the Mets play. What's up, Claudio? You're on the fan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Taking calls, bringing it home. <laughs> um, I was calling about the Giants not using Hyatt. You played the first six quarters of the season. Terrible. No deep threat. No anything. You're looking for a spark. Second half against Arizona, you come out, you give this kid a shot, he comes through, he gives the team a spark. Now Jones is throwing the ball 15, 20, 30 yards downfield consistently in the second half. And we're moving and we're scoring. Now we go to Thursday night in San Fran. Tough defense, I get it. But we we can't go toe-to-toe with them. We need something, no Barkley. And we don't use this kid Hyatt to, like, soften up the defense. Can't. Make him play it a little bad. Do something. We go back. You're so, telling me these receivers that we have right now in front of Hyatt are that much better? They are. So here's here's my thoughts on Jalen Hyatt um, from what I knew about him and what I, you know, what the word was on him. Uh, he's a speed guy. He's a, he's a burner. He's a speed demon. And that's why with the Cardinals, he just ran through his own coverage. He just outran the coverage. Uh, or the other play, he just hit a double move, and he's so fast, he's wide open. They can't keep up with him. But against the 49ers, for him to get open, these are longer developing plays. You need protection. You need time for him to run 40 yards down the field. You know, he might be a 4-4-4-3-40 guy, but you still need those four seconds for him to run down the field and get open. Um, when you look at guys like Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, when you look at guys like, you know, that are getting more reps than him, I think they're getting more reps than him because, one, they're not rookies, they're veterans, and, two, because they have more to their game than just speed, than just running past the defense. Um, they might be stronger up top. I don't know how strong Jalen Hyatt is as far as, you know, getting off press coverage, man coverage, where uh, he could get bullied. I don't know his understanding of the game as far as defenses 
and what he's supposed to do. He's only in week three of his rookie year. So I think those are a couple reasons why they might have not gone to him. But I'll say this. F all that. You got a scheme. You got to use, like, something that I noticed about them in these last couple weeks and and other teams, you don't have a game breaker. You don't have a dynamic guy. So you have to scheme to get this kid the ball. Hand him the ball. Run a speed sweep. Run a jet sweep. Run a toss to this kid. Run some type of trickery to get him the ball. You have to find a way, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, to get this kid involved in the offense. And it can't be these, oh, uh, he's running 40 yards down the field. We need to protect and protect Daniel Jones so Daniel Jones can either roll out or play fake and have four seconds to launch the ball to this kid down the field for an all-or-nothing play. Right. And this, this, this reminded me of um, when Victor Cruz came out. And it's funny because I was, we were watching preseason and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, she was like, you should, you should pick up this guy for fantasy. And I was like, yeah. I was like, he's not going to get any playing time, he, you know. And no, they gave him, he blew up in, in preseason, and then they gave him that same opportunity in the regular season, and he was dynamic. And I was like, why can't we do the same with Hyatt? Like, he had a good preseason. I, I don't see, I know you said these other receivers are better than him. But even the first half I wouldn't of say that they're Dover. better, and I don't want to say that they're better. Hodgins, no, they're better. Slayton, they're, better. They're, 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 they're veterans, and they're, they're different kinds of receivers than right. him. And, and you can keep them in, right? You're not, you, don't want, you don't want Hyatt in on a blocking play. You want, you want bigger body guys out there. You don't want Hyatt in when they're going man coverage, like I said, because he might line up with a corner that can just press him, and he can't get off the line. Um, He's he's still learning and developing his game. But I also know this for a fact. The Giants got into that game, and they they weren't thinking to go to him. They were thinking about other things. They weren't thinking to run the football. I don't know what they were thinking. But in the heat of the moment, they weren't thinking, hey, we got to dial it up for Hyatt. Right. That, and that, that, that's the other thing. Like, what were they? Like, Barkley is not there. They're thinking. They're thinking. We got to get the ball to Darren Waller, uh, Darius Slayton, um, Paris Campbell, I guess. Right. Isaiah Hodgins, not really, but those are your main guys. And uh, obviously, Breida running the ball, Brightwell a little bit. They were overmatched. There was no game plan for them to go into Santa Clara and 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 beat the Niners. Thanks for the call, Claudio. Hyatt will get his chances coming up, but it's a matchup thing. And it's also, we don't know where this kid is in his development. Yes, he's fast. He wears 13 like Odo Beckham Jr. You want to see him have these explosive plays. But also, I remind you, this happened against the Cardinals. Let's go to Mike in Kings Park, New York on the fan. Marcelo and Jerry Hold, I'm going to try and get to you. Go, go, Mike. Hey, hey, doing real quick. I know I pressed up against it. But, uh, yeah, I think more with uh, Hyatt's lack of usage in that game just really boils down to the offensive line um, not being healthy and basically. Yeah. If you can't right protect now, for three, four seconds, how are you going to get that kid the ball down the field? You can't. Exactly, exactly. I think the Giants basically knew that coming in. Uh, that's why we didn't see him on the field. But I'm optimistic still about this Giant team. I think the secondary is going to get better. I like Micah McFadden as a linebacker. The only thing that scares me is the tackling has been 
bad. Like, very All bad. time bad. Very bad. There's no want uh, to. Like Buck Showalter, oh, these guys have the want to. They got a want to hit somebody in the mouth. And it has to be gang tackles. It can't be this, like, you know what I've seen with the Giants? is like one-on-one, and then the next guy's slow to get there. You got to get yeah. to the ball. Wink Martindale's got to, got to like, rip these guys and film and say everybody to the football. Mike, thanks for the call. Marcelo in Montauk. What's up, man? You're on the fan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Big fan. Appreciate taking the call. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I want to circle it back. I know we've been doing a lot of uh, Giants and Yankees talk, but just real quick, huge day in college football tomorrow. Uh, Colorado, it's a story everyone wants to talk about. It's just, I don't remember the last time we've seen such an interesting line or an interesting game since Alabama versus Cincinnati, probably. Uh, just your thoughts on what you think is going to happen, really, because I don't know what to predict tomorrow. So I don't know. Oregon is tough in their place, but I think Colorado's got this like everything going for them, and I think they can compete with those guys. If they get in a close game, they can win. Oregon's favored, but uh, I don't know. I can't wait to see all of these college football games tomorrow. College football is in a great place health-wise. Like, there's a lot of buzz around. You know, they they, they just did game day from um, South Bend, uh, Ohio mm-hmm. State, yep. Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, that 21.5 points spread is just crazy, and especially since I would say Colorado has the best player on the field in, uh, in Sanders. Florida, QB, Clemson, it's, it's, Ole Miss, Alabama, Oklahoma going to Cincinnati. Like, there's going to be some good games just to watch optically. Like, you know, some of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, Texas going to, uh, to play Baylor. I mean, hook them. Yep. The horns, man, or the hook em horns. Like, the, if if Colorado wasn't getting all the pub and press, more people would be talking about Texas is back. And it's, it's funny you say that. I'm actually a huge Longhorns fan living on Long Island. There's not many of us. But uh, this is the most excited I've been since probably the Colt McCoy era in 09, 2010. So yeah. it all comes down to that Red River shootout. But, you know, just be optimistic, I guess. They should survive that. And then before they move to the SEC and – uh, I, I think they're in a great place. I think, uh, what is it, Sarkeesian? Uh, yeah, I think they're in a good place, and they got, you know, they've got a good future ahead of them. They got Arch Manning out there. Thanks for the call, Marcelo. The last call of the night goes to Jerry and Danbury. Got it. Oh, hi, hey, Keith. Uh, good hearing you, and uh, interesting the path you took, and, uh, you know, how, you, how yeah, you, you weren't taking someone's place, you were making your own place. So, uh, Interesting hearing about your stories, too. And, uh, you know, congratulations. Parenthood changes you. It really does. You start seeing the world, you know, the way a kid does. And, uh, Absolutely. It kind, of, it kind of freshens your look at the world, too. Oh, yeah. My you life start is remember improved. what's possible. It's hard, but, like, I, I'm a different man. I do look at the world differently. I think about myself as a child. And yeah. my, my kid has, has definitely uh, changed my entire life. By the way, the thing I was going to say was that Apple does a much better, did a much better job this year, and they give them credit for because last they were built to win last year with a lot of smart veterans they brought in in their last productive years, and you can see that this year, especially when they lost up, uh, what, what do you call it? when Walker walked and Bassett went and Diaz went down, I thought this season was uh, inevitably going to slip. And what they did was they took six guys: Canna, Sam. Uh, Verlander, Robertson, um, Escobar, and uh, what's, what's his name? What's, what's his name? Uh, Scherzer. They converted them all for two, at least two prospects each. Thanks, I Jerry. Th- Appreciate it. Uh, hate to cut you off, but that's all the time I got. Hoff is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Be good, everybody.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.